Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, November 7th, we're back. It's an online. Everybody's spread out, which is nice. I think this is going to be a good one. We're talking football. It's National Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day. I, I know you're saying, why'd you pick that? Um, there's nothing. So if you got any take on National Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day, Alex, you are the foodie guy, so I feel like we should go to you. I knew you guys would take this to me. I actually am going to come up short here. I have no, like... I've n- I don't know what to say about bittersweet almond chocolate. I like like maybe almond like chocolate like <laughs> almonds with chocolate, but bittersweet. I'm not sure I've ever like went to the store and been like I need the bittersweet. Guy. Not sure I could identify bittersweet exactly. But a chocolate with an almond, not bad. That would be my take. Or chocolate covered almonds, sure. Is bittersweet the same as a semi sweet? Uh, maybe. I, I mean, for the purposes of this conversation, sure. I mean, it's not going anywhere. So if you have a direction right. to lead it to, if it's the other way, go ahead. I like, I like it. It's good. Shout out to everyone yeah. who sells yeah. it. I, I hope everybody goes to IGA and, and gets it. I mean, a side note, <laughs> we have a lot of different locations going on for this one. He, Alex is laying down. That's that's the update that's going on with him. And the best yeah. part about Alex is you, can, you can't see his mouth. You can only see from the nose up. <laughs> we've got a little quick adjustment here we go that's okay i mean i liked it the way it was we've also got adam who's he's in some sort of vineyard there's just a bunch of vines behind him and and green leaves and plants so classic college dorm (laughs) yeah 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 um phil i hate to one up you but like it's it's national cancer awareness day as well oh my goodness i've been just canceled Holy cow! I thought my, I thought that might be more important than bittersweet. No, but you, but I know you. You're probably looking at today, November the sixth. I do November the seventh. Nope, I checked. I checked the seventh. All right, I'm just an asshole. My bad. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I had no idea. Owen's in a pretty regular looking spot. He's wearing a really nice shirt, though. I've never seen him wear that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm posted up in my uh, parents' bedroom right now. Nice. So. Yeah, it's actually a new spot. I don't think I've ever been here before, but my whole house is under construction and my room is uh the room I'm normally sleeping in is filled with chairs and china, so I can't really move in there. Um mm. so Are you sitting in like a chair or, or what's your what's your seating arrangement? I'm sitting in a chair. I'm also in a chair, in case you were wondering. And the thing that's, I mean, I'm in, in the regular location. I'm in the studio, but the thing that's going on in the studio today is all day the fire alarm has just been going off randomly down here. So if that happens during the podcast, my apologies. But hey, there's not much you can do. If you hear the fire alarm, you'll know what it's like. Week nine, it's done. This is a good time to bring up that there won't be a show next week. So it's from this time next week, there will not be a show from when you're hearing this. And that's okay. We're taking our bye week. And that's just the way it is. There will be a show on Thursday morning. We'll be doing picks, but it'll be a little different. I'm just going to leave it at that. But it'll be a little different. And the people will be enjoying it, I'm sure. The uh, the Titans and the Chiefs are going on right now. 
and darn we're missing this game oh no uh i i I think we can live without it so we're just booting up early and i think the headline of the day is the new york jets who come out with a stunning victory over the bills i saw the videos the guys running around after the game talking about 12 and a half point dogs at home you know we won outright pretty shocking victory and i think owen you could say these these are your guys you locked them in I think this is the definition. If you ever want to use a point of reference, statement win. Absolutely. So this game, I, in the morning, I was locked in because I wasn't watching Red Zone today. So I was, you know, I flipped to Jets, uh, Bills. And so I watched the entire first half. Um, And then I went, I I left the house to go somewhere. I came back and I was expecting, you know, I knew the outcome of the game, but I was like, okay, we're going to watch some more football. But what my dad does, and I actually didn't realize this until today, is he records every single Jets game. And so he was watching back basically from half on. So I ended up watching the entire game. Um, And what I can say, and I debated my dad, my dad and I got into an argument about this, but Zach Wilson, he outplayed Josh Allen. He had like maybe his game of the season. (laughs) Um, And like there was that. And then the defense played like the best I've ever seen. Quinn and Williams had a game. Uh, Sauce Gardner had a really good game and then uh, Josh Allen looked uncomfortable all day. So this was like, I think this was the best win that Jets have had all season. I don't think it's close. Like it was really good. And you called that. You said Quinnen Williams was worth three or four points on the spread. (laughs) Like you you saw a big game coming. He absolutely was probably worth six points of of the spread probably today. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I undersold him. Is that the best the Jets can play or can they do better than that? Like, well, you know, this is what my dad and I were discussing because Zach Wilson, like, he made the throws. He made some good throws, but it was like, you know, he makes a nice throw up the seam to Garrett Wilson. Next play, you know, Michael Carter's in in the flat, and he throws it six yards behind him. So it's like you you get in – you get, like – you see flashes, but then they're mixed in with these horrible throws. So there's stuff to improve on. Um, But the defensively, I think this was like – this was maybe – the this was peak defensive football for the Jets. And I think that's, like, why you brought Saleh in was because – he can fix the defense or he was able to fix the defense and build a, a good defensive front and a good secondary. And I think that's what their main strength is. So Zach Wilson, I think is the main issue, but we've already, like, I think we already knew that. Yeah. That's, that's where you can improve. And you can see it coming together. Like you're right. They bring in Salah to like run this defense. They invest all these draft picks into the defensive side of things. And then Matt LaFleur's brother is the offensive coordinator. I think they were hoping that Uh he could kind of be, I mean, Matt LaFleur showed today he's an idiot, but Mike LaFleur, I think, (laughs) I think they were hoping that he could be like a little bit what we thought he was and then coordinate the offense together. Zach Wilson, like you said, not great, but the Jets also, I mean, six and three, nobody saw them here. We had him in the frisk zone for one week and we we didn't see a road back because they had the bills coming up i know schedule alex is out but alex are you in favor of promotion big time favor of promotion um this is like i'll leave it up to owen but i think this is definitely a statement game um (laughs) statement win so good for them i've been saying it all season if you don't ask zach wilson to do too too much um you can have uh you have a good shot at winning and you know he just had a regular stat line like 154 yards one passing touchdown so Nothing, nothing spectacular, but the defense showed up for them, um, and uh, they were able to beat a really good Buffalo team. I don't know about you boys. Are you guys concerned a bit about Buffalo, like with the loss, or is this just a little blip? Yeah, I mean, personally, I am because they've been slugging. Really? They've been yeah, they've been slugging teams to victory, but it seems like whenever they get in a close game, they have a little more difficulty. Like I feel like 
when are they going to win a game close, right? Like they won that game against the Chiefs, but these other ones, all their wins have been real knockout victories. And now this is two this season. They lost that one to Miami that they easily could have had. I feel like when it gets to like a dogfight, kind of a 20 to 17 type of game, they struggle. Like I, I, uh, I think that part gives me concerns because those are the type of games you're going to get in the playoffs. They're also I mean, playing horribly against their division. Lost to the Dolphins, lost to the Jets. Um, haven't played the Pats yet, but they play the Jets and the Dolphins again. So, like, those are still going to be some tough games for them to win. I just think this game was, like, a really bad Josh Allen game. Like, I haven't seen him play this bad in a long time. I don't think it was, like, necessarily down the stretch, like, as the game ended that he played bad. I think he was bad the majority of the season. Like, or, sorry, the majority of the game. Like, he, they only scored, I think, 14 points in the first half. They went three and out a couple times. Like, it wasn't what I was expecting him to to do. And, like, he was pretty pissed off after the interception to, to Sauce Gardner. Like, I think he knew he wasn't having a great game. Uh, and I think that part of that comes with, like, the not the can't really run because it's, like, if your quarterback's not having his best game, you might defer to, like, your running back. But, like, if you have no run game, then you have to you have to throw the ball. And that just so Josh Wilson can't – or, sorry, Josh <laughs> Allen can't have a bad game. Uh, and he did. So I think that's the issue. Shout out Josh Wilson. That was that was a huge name that people nobody yeah. knows who that is except for the three people on the call. I was gonna bring yeah. up. I mean, like Allen through the air was bad, but he also was doing a lot on the ground. But that's kind of what yeah. you, what you mean. Like if they can't throw, he's like, all right, I'm gonna do it myself because we have like Singletary and five days of Naheem Hines. So I I, I don't know. I I think it's it's a tough position to put your quarterback in. Like you have to run to win this kind of meaningless game against the Jets, at least for the Bills, because they'll sleepwalk to the playoffs and probably win their division no matter what. So, uh, I, it's a it's an interesting one. I think time's going to tell because they'll be in those type of games in the playoffs. But right now they seem to be okay. The Jets they are the first team to cash their over under. So the total was five and a half. And I was planning, you know, I, I'd court like in my head I was like, all right, go to Owen, go to Alex, and then get Adam to give you the over unders. And then wouldn't you know what? Adam just dropped out of the call like two minutes ago. <laughs> so that's why you haven't heard from him. So there will be no update on who had the over and who had the under. But that's a promotion for the Jets to the good zone and the Bills. I think we all, you know. Nobody's yeah. got any problem staying where they are. This is just a blip on the radar. Miami Dolphins 35, Chicago Bears 32, and I think today is the day you can officially say that the Justin Fields bandwagon took off. And if you were yes. on it before, you can't get on it now. And Adam's wearing a Bears shirt right now. He just got back in the call, and he's pretending, you know, oh, I was a day one Justin Fields guy. How did it feel to watch a guy you've been hating on set the NFL single-game rushing record for a quarterback, 178 yards? Well, just to be on the record, I've only been hating on him for like three weeks. Like last season, I wasn't that much of a hater, and I I don't think he's I don't think he's the worst, but I still don't think he's good. I knew I was gonna, I knew I was gonna get asked about this, but I still don't think he's like like he still has some stuff to prove. That's all I gotta say. Sometimes sometimes you just gotta take the L because that was a franchise quarterback performance today. There's no other way to say it. I'm getting ready to take the L, but I'm not there yet. But can I, when can I, I ask you a question? He's taking the L on his own terms. Yeah, yeah. He can't take it when we propose it. What if you put him on the Colts? Are they still winning the Super Bowl or no? <laughs> like, I was thinking about this in the shower actually like 10 minutes ago, but well, 20 minutes ago. But like, <laughs> the way I kind of like <laughs> think about a good quarterback is I think of like as a Cowboys fan, right? 
would I rather have this guy than Dak? And the answer right now is yes. like, unfortunately, no. A resounding <laughs> yes. A resounding yes. He's transformative. He he's yeah. like he is. He's what, the best QB in the class. Yes, and to see like to see what they've put around him, and I, I've been saying that, but also they deserve a lot of credit because I know they lost. We can talk about the Finns in a second, but to see like the way they finally have like geared their offense to his strengths, like it's not Matt Nagy in there anymore calling plays like it's Nick Foles. It's like you're big, you're six foot five, you run like a four four. We're just gonna use you like it's college football. To see like him getting an offense geared to him and seeing all the success it has, that has to. Be be very vindicating for all the people who've been hating on Nagy and who've been saying Justin Fields has the talent. So I don't know, Owen. You you must be taking a victory lap today too. I mean, yeah, I've been a Justin Fields guy since since before the draft. I've loved Justin Fields. Uh, I never really got off. I, I bought a lot of stock. I never really sold it, not even on the way up. Uh, and I'm holding it still because I think he's got. I think this is the beginning because he's always had the talent. To me, I've never thought that was in question. Um, what he always lacked was the pieces around him and the coaching geared towards him. Like he, you know, he always had an issue, but previously like the line was really bad. He just never really had a number one receiver. Um, and now, you know, they got Claypool. They have an offense that is, like you said, it's like geared towards him where he can make plays outside the pocket and use his legs and things like that, which is a strength. And he's great. I mean, we see, we've seen it work for like Jalen Hurts in the past, or I guess this season specifically. So it's a formula that works with like non-traditional quarterbacks. It's not like, like it just, you just need to tailor this system for them. It's uh, and it works. So I'm happy to see it. Mm -hmm. And that's on Ibra and gets you for sure. Miami got the win. Um, Alex, you're in charge of the tears today. You're like, I want to hear your take on this one. Miami, we had in the frisk. Chicago, we had an unserious. Miami's starting to put together a pretty good resume. They're six and zero in games that Tua starts and finishes. So six and three, looking good. What's your take here? Um, so they're in frisk right now. They're on a three-game winning streak, but the three wins have come against the Steelers, the Lions, and the Bears. And I mean, the Bears are probably the best opponent they beat. And it was still a pretty tight game. I think if the um, if the Bears didn't decide to like randomly rebuild um, <laughs> rebuild their defense in like in mid-season, they probably win this game. Um, you know, 35 points is quite a bit, but given up. But I think that I'd still keep them in the frisk, um, the Dolphins. I know it's like tempting with, uh, I think Tyreek Hill already broke the 1,000 yards um, and it's only week nine and Tua's playing pretty well, but I need a, more of a statement win. Like I yeah. need like, yeah. and I don't know when that's going to come, but but <laughs> I need a, I need a, I need a statement win. I'm not ready to just crown them right now um, because they did lose to three pretty good teams in the Bengals, Jets and Vikings. So, um I'm, I'm not ready yet okay i i can understand that and and the bears i think it's hard to say they're frisk mode but i would say they're building the resume that could get them close that would be my take but any any disagreements in oh the bears sorry with bears i would maybe put them in frisk i think it's like it's it's a hard team to play I honestly i agree i don't hate it i don't hate it i would personally i'd vote to keep them where they are for another week I see what you're well, saying because, like, having a six and three team and a three and six team both in Frisk is a bit heat. Yeah, but but they're getting close. We make the rules. We do. And make also, the rules. also, this isn't the t- like the teams change as the season goes on. So it's like you can't just use the overall record. It's like yeah, where they're point, at right now. Point. I don't hate. And it. right now, like these two teams are, they're as close to each other as you can get. Yeah, and the Patriots are in there, and 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 the Bears. 
ran the Patriots. It's true. I'm thinking about it. Adam, I, I know what you're thinking, but do you have any disagreements? Your boy Jeff Wilson was looking very good for the Finns today. I saw he said getting back in Mike McDaniel's offense is like riding a bike, so good for him. No, uh, I'd I'd keep both teams where they are right now, personally. Okay. Hater. Okay. Yeah. I'm good to keep the Bears where they are, too, but if you boys want to put them up, I mean, we got a 2-2, but whoever feels strong is. We can leave it for now. No rush. Only week nine. Okay. I don't hate it. I like it. Um, Tyreek Hill, I wanted to ask you, where does he rank on, like, best receivers you've ever seen? Because he just does this every single week. It's, like, incredible. He's and, probably, like, a top five wide receiver of, like, all time. Like, this that, guy's I, unbelievable. that I've ever wow. seen, for sure. I, I yeah. Like, every single week. And it, it's one thing to do with Mahomes, but he changed teams, and he's, like, the same guy, if not better. I think he's, like, probably the second best I've ever seen, other than, like, Megatron. I was trying you to. You got to give him credit. But physically, AB. I feel like he's at like a physical disadvantage too. Yeah, he's like five eight, and he's like jumping over like six three DBs. Well, was he drafted as a running back? I don't think he was. I don't think he was drafted. I was. I was at the game. It was like first game. Oh. He had like a hat trick of touchdowns, and they were all different. And like to think, I, I thought he was like a gimmick player. I thought he would have been like Naheem Hines leaving that game. But to see what he's like. See what he's done. I mean, I, it's unbelievable. Like he he is really up there. I would have AB up there for sure. AB in his prime was like yeah, yeah. spectacular. I would have Calvin Johnson up there. Julio. Julio. Julio in his prime. There's a lot of good names, but he's in the category to me. Like he's right up there. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Pretty unbelievable turnaround. And if you had said that, like from him changing teams, I wouldn't have believed you. But wow, he's having a great season. Tampa Bay Buccaneers 16, Los Angeles Rams 13. Now, this looked oh. like it was headed to the poop pack until... I thought it was. I know. I mean, the Scotty Miller drop, it looked like Tom Brady was about Incredible. to like literally like knife him in the throat after this. I mean, who could blame him? He hit him on the numbers. He had no reason to jump. Anyway, they turn it over there. Game looks over. Cup slides to keep the clock moving instead of running for the first down, maybe going out of bounds, but it would have sealed the game. And then they kick it back, 44 seconds left, and then Tom Brady was Tom Brady again. It was like it was like he gets out of bed and he has this 40-second drive, which was amazing to watch. Now, I personally, like, it doesn't really change my opinion of either side. They're both in unserious. But watching Tom Brady do that again was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. I, I It was, like, shocking. No timeouts, has to go 60 yards. My breath was taken away. I don't know if I'm overreacting, but to see that he was still capable of that after the game he had had where he was just mega ass the entire game and then he just did that, <laughs> that was incredible. So I got to give him some shine. But would you guys catch this one? What you think? Yeah, it was fun to watch. It was like, it was just some Brady, but I don't understand why he's like, why is that only happening in the last minute of the game? Why can't we just like, you know? do this in the second quarter i don't i was thinking you know the I mean? same like i guess it was because they weren't huddling and i i think left which is just terrible so i think that the fact that brady was just calling the shots and spreading it out like all right i'm gonna do this how i want and i'm sure the rams in prevent had some degree to do with it but the rams really you think they run the like madden hurry up mode for the rest of the season like no huddle just brady yeah it's like the oklahoma lincoln riley's oklahoma just everybody fast paced <laughs> and spread it out with tom not the worst idea i've ever heard yeah not bad but the rams I mean, they had that one. That was wrapped up and in the bag. And and three and five is a big difference from four and four. Just like three and six for Tampa is a big difference from four and five. Both these teams are unserious in the, in that category right now. I wouldn't propose any promotion, would you, Alex? 
Yeah, no, I wouldn't really move anybody. Um, I'd keep everybody where they're at. I think <clears throat> Brady, the way he uh, came on the podium after the game was like almost like justifying him like ruining his family. Like the way he walked up, he like slammed the like table. And was like, <laughs> damn, that felt really good. Like that's why I did it. Like I did it so I could experience stuff like this again. Um, so that's why, that's why yeah, of course my wife. confirmed like sports maniac. Um, but yeah, good. I mean, I guess good for him if that if that's like where his happiness is, like um, late game winning drives as opposed to hanging out with his kids, then good for him. Yeah, he's like, 13-year marriage ruined my family, but I did come back against the Rams to get to four and five with no time. In week nine. In week nine. nine. Yes. Yeah. To, to stay alive in the NFC South. That was yeah. me. So good for Tom. I mean, if that, like you said, if that's where he's getting his source of happiness, good for him. The Rams, this is like a borderline disaster. Their schedule is like impossible the rest of the way. I'm sure Alex could look at it yeah. and vouch for me. They're three and five. McVay, I think he's going to be hanging out with Al Michaels in the Thursday night booth, you know, pretty soon. Really? Maybe in like a year. Think, wow. You think Kroenke's wow, like send him out? No, I think he's going to like leave on his own terms. Like why would he want to stick around? Uh, they don't have like picks yeah. to get better. He's like, what, what is he going to do? Win another one? Is that going to change his opinion? Or he can go Dude, hang. But he's like, He's, like, so young. I feel like, if anything, he would yeah. leave and go to a better situation. I feel like... Yeah, he can just... Like, he can go wherever he wants. But he can go to college. Play. Yeah. He's going to be and the coach, though, the that, like... He's going to be that really... That coach that, like, burns hot. Um, He'll trade all your picks within, like, five, six years, win you a Super Bowl, and then you're going to be, like... Like, if he leaves the Rams, the Rams have, like, no future now. Yeah. And he's, like, yeah, LeBron I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that. Why you hate the Rams? Like, so he much. comes... He comes like to those Brian Burns picks they were offering were fake. Like those don't exist. <laughs> yeah, they're like from 2040. Yeah, yeah, those don't. Those aren't real. I just think if he like comes to your franchise and trades away all your picks, like as a Raiders fan, if he came to the Raiders, traded away like picks for the next five years, and he won a Super Bowl, like he wouldn't be mad. He'd be like, "That was worth it." I you wouldn't, know? but like we'd trade all our picks and we'd still be like, you know, in the lottery. Oh, by the way, we. <laughs> We only traded one first round pick for Devontae Adams, so we do have our pick this year. We thought we we didn't have it, but we do. So oh, you need you're gonna need that. You pick. are gonna need. Yeah, that. we're gonna need that pick. So <laughs> yeah. good thing I thought we did trade two firsts. Yeah, can, can they give you like two picks at the top of the draft? You might need both. Yeah, but he could like he could realistically leave, and I mean he was close to retiring in the off season if you believe that. But he looked like no he shot. was close to retiring, and he could go make tons of money with Amazon, get a couple of years off, recharge the batteries, and be the hottest coaching name every single coaching cycle. Like, oh. like what's better than that? Yeah, I could see that. I could see. Did it's like Steve Kerr? Did Steve Kerr coach before he was playing games? Think so. or no, he was a GM for Phoenix for like four or five years. And then he did announcing, and then he did Warriors. Yeah. Or it'd be like almost like a Gruden. Not to yeah. bring it up, but like, you know, where he was like a legendary coach and then called games for a long time and then was like the hottest guy ever. Well, and then they kind of sounds like phrase. Rudin with his voice. He does. Really? Yeah, they do. I haven't heard him. It's a little deep. Like. And I think yeah. he used to work on his staff too. So, I mean, he, yeah, he, maybe check his emails. <laughs> um, <laughs> Detroit Lions 15, Green Bay Packers 9, Aaron Rodgers 
said last Sucks. week he does suck and he said end, last end week, of the packers it That's is it. this is yeah. this is the end we're packer packer packs in the air five game loss and he said last week if you remember guys who are playing bad need to get their reps cut that means jordan love takes over at quarterback because he stinks <laughs> yeah. he's so bad and he threw the one interception off like he threw it off his own offensive line's helmet and then he was like laying into guys on the sideline it's like, oh, my bad. You want me to, like, duck, get out the way of the ball? Yeah. Like, should I know? I hate Aaron Rodgers, man. So seeing him lose, vindication. Alex, what do you take here? Um, Yeah, I mean, there was just so, there's so much crazy Rodgers stuff going on with, like, all the crazy interviews he's had recently. Like, I've seen some stuff where they're, like, I think they asked him, they're, like, how, how smart is Matt LaFleur? And he's, like, well, like, he's a genius in some aspects, but then when he's being an idiot, like, I have to step in. And like explain and like break down the offense for him. And he was saying how like the West Coast offense is the most beautiful offense, you know, to ever exist in football. And it makes sense. Like it's rhythmic and all this shit. So yeah, I don't know. Nine points, my guy. I don't know like <laughs> how great, how much I'm loving the West Coast offense there. But yeah, he uh he's an all-time quarterback, but there's a difference between like we were even ripping Brady for like tearing into the boys on the sidelines and saying it wasn't right. Let alone Aaron Rodgers, who like won that one Super Bowl. I don't think he should like it's it's totally out of line for him to be doing that. Um, so not not a fan, but and I'm not gonna comment on the lines. Like they're just so poverty. I this doesn't matter. <laughs> it, well, if you want comments on the lines, I'll give you them real quick. I was trying to get Tony to call in because he called in previously when the Lions won last year, and this was a huge win, so I wanted him to call in. He had to go to work, but he did want me to pass along this message to the people. Quote, I want the people to know that the Packers' rebuild will take longer than the Lions. The Lions will win a Super Bowl before the Packers do. The Packers are in the mud. <laughs> Horrid situation. So that's what, that's what Tony has to say about the Lions-Packers. But, Adam, your boy Aaron Rodgers, I mean, this is brutal. This is this is as down bad as it's ever been for your guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's my guy. I just think he's good. I don't really oh, Adam, you a... This is a tough show yeah, for Adam. Packers <laughs> no. being your team. I don't like him as a person. I just think he's good. Uh, let me get let me get that on the record. I just think he's good. Okay. So, um, but you're you're wrong there too, right now. Yeah, you're over. Yeah, two. right now I'm right now I'm wrong. But I mean, you know, good memories. But um, and bad memories. <laughs> Watching Dubes get hurt on like the first possession was definitely tough. And uh, me swearing off the Packers every week and then locking them this week. <laughs> I think, I think now I'm officially done. Okay, yeah. this is until, the, until Wednesday. Yeah, until Wednesday. Yeah. Until the line comes out. But they're playing the Cowboys this weekend, so that means you could definitely. Yeah, you could... that means I can definitely detox a little bit with some Dallas minus like eight or something. So there you go. You think it's going to be that high? It's at Lambeau. I don't know. I hope so. It yeah. is. It is. I hope it's not. Yeah. So I can take Dallas. <laughs> Me too. I hope it's. I hope it's a pick 'em. Um, yeah. It's never a good sign when Romeo Dobbs gets carted off and you're like, oh, no, like this is a major, yeah. major problem. <laughs> like, And the West Coast offense, yeah, like you said, it might look pretty, but all of a sudden when you've got Christian Watson, Tunyon, and some people I've never heard of back there and no Aaron Jones, it's just A.J. Dillon, that's a pretty rough situation for him. So I don't know how to feel there. But I did like the reports coming out this morning that they were so close to trading for Darren DJ Waller, Moore. DJ Moore, Claypool. They almost brought in like eight, they traded eight first round picks to load up their receivers, but somehow they weren't able to close on any of them. They were just really close yeah. on all of them. Yeah. They just couldn't push any over the line. Alex, that's kind of a favorite move of yours when somebody leaks that out after. I love that. I love that. It's just like, 
we were so close. We were going to do it, but like, what, what are you going to do when the other team doesn't want to trade the guy? Like we offered like heaven and earth and they still didn't want him. So we offered Aaron. Um, I love how I love what the Panthers have, have got going on. Yes. Because they're building. They for think they're right contenders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I mean, to be fair in the NFC South, they, they might be. Yeah. Almost. So intending got... to finish third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how they had the like how they sat on it and they're like, all right, like we could ship out Brian Burns, DJ Moore, get like three first, two seconds, or we could go like best case like four eleven and two, and then then that would be pretty good. Like if we could do that, that would be nice. So that's the path they've chose to go down. So good for them. Um, Seattle Seahawks over Arizona Cardinals, thirty one to twenty one. And this was a line, I think it was cards minus one and a half. And when I saw it, I was like, they're baiting me to take the Seahawks. And I was like, I, I'm taking the Seahawks anyway. I don't care what this line says. I don't care what they think. I watch football every Sunday, and my eyes tell me that the Cardinals are much, much worse than the Seahawks. And that was very much on display today. This was like two divisional teams, one's at home, One's not organized and one is organized. That's what the game was to me. And Seattle continues to have these drives in the second half when they're down where they march down the field and they get more points and they extend their lead and they make a pattern of it. And that's why they're in the good category. And then the Cardinals have Hopkins and Murray screaming at each other on the sideline. So that's oh. that's that's the difference between these two teams. One's a well-oiled machine right now. The other one is in the gutters. And they're not going to go anywhere until they get rid of Kingsbury. So it's just a sad state of affairs because he's signed to like, I'm, you know, 38 years old old so pretty tough look for the cardinals big win for the seahawks you got anything here on yeah i think it was sloppy by the cardinals like i was not impressed like i uh i was watching i was pretty locked into this game and uh the game the right before half the play where kyler murray ran and then the ball like it was like a finger that the defender got on it and he like threw it five yards forward like it was like a disgusting fumble i think it's just exactly the problem with the Cardinals is they're very undisciplined. They're very like, they don't really play organized. And I just think we've said before that they're textbook unserious. And like, this is why they're textbook unserious. Like it's Kyler Murray. Who's been in the league for three years, yelling at people like he's Tom Brady um, after throwing the ball, like literally it was the grossest fumble I've ever seen. So he, uh, yeah, they're a disaster. And then the Seahawks, I think, are maybe it's maybe they they might be the second best team or third best team in the NFC. Probably it's the third best team in the NFC. I don't hate the take. Geno Smith yeah. is humming, so he's so good. Things look good. You got anything here, Alex? Yeah, I think <clears throat> Kyler just like he thought he could revert back to when he was yelling at his coach and his teammates against the Saints, and they just like absolutely thumped the Saints like a few weeks back, beat them by like twenty points or whatever. So he thought he could like go back to like, okay, like I probably have to like yell at people to like make this work and you know, like didn't work this time. Um, but yeah, I'm so out on the Cardinals. I was like giving them the benefit of the doubt and like seeing if they could cook something up, but they're such a disappointing team. And oh my God, Cliff just, Cliff looked like he looks so lost on the sidelines. Like he just, like yeah. they'll run a play and he'll be like, damn, I don't think that's the play I wanted to run. <laughs> it's, it's, he just looks so lost in his face. So um but nothing really much to say on seattle they've just been humming they've been they've been great 
Yes, steady and by the book. So I I have no pro- like pr- stakes of promotion here. Good and unserious is perfect for both of these teams. But Cliff Kingsbury, Adam, as a Jason Garrett guy who watched him a long time, he was king, like lost face. Like when things were going bad, he had the worst face in the league. Kingsbury's like an underrated, like I'd have no idea what I'm doing right now face guy. At least with Kingsbury, you can like it's almost better because you can kind of blame him because, you know, he has like a job on the team whereas like jason garrett you didn't really know what his job was you know what i mean like he was lost and it's like what could you be lost about because you're not calling plays like you're not motivating anyone you're just kind of standing there he's got the nate hackett guy in his ear for timeouts yeah so i mean that's kind of a different situation so kingsbury like you have even more of a reason to get rid of him i think so i like how kingsbury also has like he he like tries to dress cool like it's like uh, I'm gonna like wear my cool <laughs> Nike turtleneck that looks like I'm going for a run, and I'm gonna wear my sunglasses inside, and then he's just getting like pistol whipped by 71 year old Pete Carroll. Pretty impressive stuff. So shout out to him. Vikings 20, Commanders 17. This this has got to be the worst seven and one team I've ever seen. This this team for seven and one sucks. And Kirk Cousins going around after with his chains. I'm so out on the Vikings. I, I almost wanted to demote them, even though that even though they're seven and one. Same. This is this might be worse than the eleven and zero Steelers. Honestly, like, this team there. is this team is such a joke. And oh my god, that video of them celebrating on the on the airplane. Um, what what are you guys doing like that is uh, that's no cause for celebration i think beating the beating the commanders by three so um i think these guys are so gassed um i don't i I don't really think they have too many hard games honestly left but they're they're gonna make the playoffs but i think they're they're gonna get oh my god they got the bills next actually so i think they're gonna get like (laughs) smacked in the mouth and then they have coming off a loss it's gonna be like a 30 point l Adam's been hyping up the Vikings Cowboys game for like four weeks in a row. So Dude, it happens every year. It's awesome. Vikings but this Cowboys. guy said they don't have a. Yeah, I swear it. Like I said this last year, I swear it just feels like it happens every year. It is happening. It's like after how... the Bills game. Oh, yeah. We yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Alex goes, yeah, they don't have a lot of hard matchups coming up. They just, you know, the Bills. And I assumed. I assumed. <laughs> okay. I mean, personally, I like. I'm. I'm kind of like starting to like Kirk. I know I told you guys that before, Me but too. like you can tell that like he's like kind of joking. Like he knows it's funny and uh-huh. he's like playing into it. And it's like, I think it's sick. I'd love to be in the locker room. I I think it's pretty good that he uh, he started his post game conference. If you saw it and he was like, you got to give credit to Adam Thielen on 500 career receptions. And I don't even want to give credit to him as a player. I just want to talk about him as a person. And then he just talks oh. about Adam Thielen for like five minutes. And you're like, yep, that's pretty Kirk Cousins. And then he's on the plane doing the, the rolly dance. I mean, it pretty pretty crazy compared, like stark differences in his behavior when he's around the media versus around the guys. So I don't know what to say there. The- and I want to I wanna give credit to, uh, to most of the show here. Like, I think all of you, except for me, um said that the vikings were going to be like really good this year and they would win the division and the packers would finish second or worse than that so just credit to the show except for me like i want to like walk my take back now i hate them i don't like (laughs) i hate my take now because i thought they were going to be really good but now it's like they're really good but like they're not yes this is this this is the 11 and 0 Steelers if you really think about it it's very similar but i thought they were gonna like when in the offseason i thought they were gonna like uh 
be like the greatest show on turf, like what the Dolphins are. They were going to be like scoring points, like Kirk to yeah. Jefferson and Thielen, new offensive coach, Dalvin Cook, like old brain Mike Zimmer, Dino, gone. This guy's coming in, and he stinks. Like <laughs> I don't like this coach very much at all. I don't like this team, but here they are getting wins. I will say, though, about the Durs, they're in the frisk zone. I would like to move them to unserious. I feel like we kind of got caught up in the wave of, yeah. like, you know, three in a row, high mania. Yeah, uh-huh. but the sad sap that buys the commanders for $7 billion, think twice, bro, because that that evaluation is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. $7 billion for that. And if you do buy them, at least rename them back to the football team or the Hogs, one of the two, because commanders is just terrible. But you got anything on the Durs on you in support of the demotion? Yeah, I think I... I think I am in, in favor of the demotion just because they're not like they're so unserious and then they get frisky in like the last couple minutes I feel like sometimes and so then you the game finishes and you're like okay this is like a frisky team but then you look at the tail of the tape and it's like they were unserious for you know 50 of these 60 minutes so uh yeah I think that's the right call Adam, you disagree yeah, I think it's uh I mean they lost to a seven and one team by three points. So I'm happy seven to keep them one. seven and one is a Mickey Mouse seven and one in my team. I'm happy to keep them in Frisky. I still I still think what we said last week stands, but I'll go with the decision of the of the court. Alex, it comes down to you. I think I think we can keep them in uh Frisky. I just feel like they'll still play some close games and they'll have some surprise wins. So Wait, can I ask you guys a question? If uh, there's a divisional game on like a, a Sunday afternoon between the Bears and the Vikings, who do you think wins that today if they play today? I mean, the Bears almost beat them in Minnesota. The Vikings. I would take the Bears. I would take the oh. Bears as well. Crazy as Soldier, I'm taking up. the Bears. Yeah, and they have a yeah, game I'd left take... at Soldier Field because they played in Minnesota and the Bills almost won that game, or the Bears almost won that game. They were driving down yeah. to get the win. Um, whatever the line is for the Bills next Sunday against the Vikings. I will be smashing the Bills responsibly. I will be I will be banging the Bills in that game. <laughs> you can make it minus 20, and I might still be on Buffalo. So keep, be on the lookout for that. So we're keeping the Durs in the frisk zone due to the tie vote, and uh, we'll, we'll keep moving to the last game before the poop pack. Just a jam-packed poop pack today. Can't wait to get into it and really sink our teeth in on the poop. But the Chargers did beat the Falcons 20-17. to 17. I think oh, uh, I think these teams are just the Spider-Man. I think they're just the meme. Yeah. They just pointed at each other, and 20-17 to 17 is the perfect score for two teams that are the exact same and big credit to brandon staley for going in off a bye on the road and having the gall to, and having the the mustard to beat out mariota and a team with 77 million in dead cap space when you have justin herbert way to go to squeak that one out brandon staley with a whole extra week to prepare way to go dude but having said that <laughs> i do want to move up the chargers from unserious to frisky because i feel like they're not properly ranked at five and three any objections there alex no, I think I think yeah, they were in the basement a little bit, little like detention time, little time out for one week, and we can put them back into Frisky. Um, but yeah, like you said, what a what a coaching masterpiece by by Staley to go in there and just smash the Falcons yeah. by three points. I mean, yeah. what a what an utter domination there. Um, somehow the Chargers are four and one in their last five, which is like a weird stat to read. Like I would have thought that they were like one and four in their last five. <laughs> given how much shit we give them. Um, but I still hate the Chargers. I still hate the Chargers. Yeah. This is, like, the weirdest, like, most surprising, unimpressive 5-3. and three. Like, we talk about the Vikings 7-1, and one, but, like, how is this team 5-3? and three? 
It's true. It makes no sense. Well, they barely beat Denver in that awful game that just made me <laughs> want to gouge my eyes out. But that, I think that's what made me hate them so much. I mean, today, like, I make fun of Staley. They should have won by more, but it's not like they were bad. I mean, Herbert's got Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter as his big options, so I can't really fault the guy too much. Eckler looked really good, so I do feel like they should be in the frisk zone. But I'm, I'm okay with the Falcons. I don't think they should move out of frisk. Owen, you disagree? Yeah, it's a Spider-Man meme, so I think they're both frisky. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, in a seven-game series, might I would take maybe the, the Chargers in seven games. But, uh, nice. but yeah, they're both frisky. The Falcons, I mean, the Algier, Huntley, Patterson, three-headed monster in the backfield <laughs> is pretty good. Like, it's not bad, dude. I was shocked. Yeah. I thought, like, Patterson running over that guy for the touchdown was pretty spectacular stuff. Oh, and you've been banging My the boy. door, so yeah. credit to you. I continue to like Atlanta. They're pro- they're plucky. And Alex, you did win your lock here, plus three and a half. There we go. That's big. That's big. So if you were wondering at home, everybody won their lock except for Adam, who had the Packers, which brings us all now to exactly all of us are five and four in our locks. Adam had a five and two, but he's he's hit the skids a little bit here. You're gonna have to. Yeah, the Cowboys were on by, so mm, okay. I I don't know what to do this week. Understandable. That's usually the go-to. Owen won with his go-to with the Jets, so who can blame anybody on the go-tos? Poop pack, huge section this week. Lots of games, lots to talk about. Let's start with the Raiders. Raiders lose to the Jaguars. Um, The rest of the NFL has blown two 17-point leads this season. The Raiders have blown three. So shout-out to Josh McDaniels, the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Alex, you're 2-6. and You were up 17-0. And you texted me that you might be hashtag done with Raider fandom. So how you hanging in a couple hours wow. later? It is so hard to be a Raiders fan. I mean, there's generally like nothing good you can ever point to. Like, do we ha- do we draft good? No. Do we have good management? No. Is our owner sick? No. Is our quarterback good? No. Um, Great jerseys though. Great. And Jacob, really good Jacobs jerseys is good. And a pretty badass logo, but like, damn, like all this losing is making the logo good stadium. Like, yeah, nice stadium. So, um, but yeah, this is just like this is just a classic. Like you're so bad that it's like you're you. I want I don't want to say they're good, but like you're doing amazing shit because you're like so bad. And this is just utterly amazing. Like the odds that they would blow three seventeen point leads, and you'd say maybe okay, maybe across like seventeen weeks. No, they did it by week nine. We still have like. <laughs> half half the season to go so we can rack up the uh rack up the w's in that department i'm i'm, I'm we probably pencil in like two more 17-0 blown leads so um super disappointing to be a raiders fan this team oh just when we thought we were taking a step forward they take like 10 steps back um and i think everyone's to blame we shouldn't have got rid of pit boss rich so this is just it's tough it is who's I mean, your uh, backup stidham so, Damn. Patriots. So West. Probably, Patriots. We're West. probably not going to be seeing him, though. No, no, I think you will. I think you will be <laughs> seeing him. Patriots West. I mean, they, they, you give all this money to Carr, and I get he kind of like you know he brought you to the playoffs. Pretty rough situation, but wow, he has not looked good. This is like shockingly bad. I used to have him up in the tier with the Jimmies and the and the Kirks and the Dax. He's below that. He's in the he's in the Tannehill zone. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, that's where I'd rate him. <laughs> I'd take Tannehill at this point. Me yeah. too. 
least down for sure, for sure. At least downhill gets to the playoffs. Derek Carr's done it once in his career, and he gets treated like he's Texas A&M Manziel. Pretty tough scene, <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't know where you go from here, dude. Like, what do you want to see? I think I think it's really realistic that both Hackett and McDaniel's are one and done. So I think you get two one and dones because Mark Davis isn't standing for this, you know. No, no, Mark Davis is. Uh... He's on, he's on to the next guy. Like, I don't know what, like, he's probably going to give Sean McVay like a 20 year contract if, if he does get fired. So, but that would actually, I could actually see him doing that. Like you said, 20 years is a joke, but he would do it. He would that. And Dave Ziegler, like just crafting a horrible roster. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't talk about the Raiders anymore. What's, uh, what's, what's Mike Mayock up to? I actually yeah, heard I him. He's on, back to like broadcast. I heard him on the radio for like the most random team doing. I think it was on Thursday night. He was like the play-by-play guy for the Texans, like like of color. Wow. So, I feel like Al Davis likes the broadcasters. Like I feel like he watches a lot of or listens to a lot of like football yeah. talk radio things he, like that. He'll so be he'll listening probably, to the broadcast and be like, "That's a good point." Like this yeah. guy knows his stuff. So he's got to be all in on like Sean Payton. Like we're talking 30 year deal, something like that. And Alex, that wouldn't be that bad for you. No, that'd be good. It wouldn't. I'd, I'd love some Sean Payton. Just like bring some stability to the organization, honestly, because we haven't brought in a stable person the last, I don't know. A stable years. person. <laughs> well, I mean, he's right. None of them are stable. They're not <laughs> stable. Like. Josh McDaniels has never shown anyone that he can be a stable coach and like steady the ship. So you didn't like when he took the Colts job for a week and then quit. You didn't well, like that. Like Jack Del Rio, I think Pipoff's Rich was the most stable guy we've ever had. And he was like a <laughs> loon, dude. He was like, yeah. he would like snap his own fingers off to like get the boys fired up, which is respect. Yeah. But he he's kind of a crazy person. Um, the it fact that you made Trevor Lawrence look like he was Tom Brady in the two minute drill was a tough sight because. Yeah. And I saw a bunch of people hyping up Trevor Lawrence online, like, look at this throw, look at this, like, do it against a relevant team, and then maybe I'll watch. I'm done with the Trevor Lawrence hype up. So I, I think these teams are both poverty. They had a poverty bowl, and somehow the Jaguars came out on top, which is just, I mean, I feel bad for you. This is a rough situation. I remember in this very room once upon a time, not even that long ago, maybe three months back, three people took the Raiders under, and Alex was giggling, saying, we can't wait to show you. So <laughs> I wanted to bring that up, so but he, I didn't want to be here. <laughs> Take meal. <laughs> there you go. That's not on your own terms, too. That's on our terms. Accountability. So good, good for you. So two teams squared off in the poverty zone. Prayers to you, man. I hope. Uh, I hope the Raiders turn this around and maybe go. Did you, you say know. Jaguars are in poverty? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. Oh yeah, they are. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's for the show. I didn't know we had them there, but that's good. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Etn good though. He's not poverty. Oh yeah, he's he's the Bugatti in the driveway. He is. Yeah. He's the meme, verbal meme. Yeah, the one, yeah. The, one <laughs> the one nice car on like the crap house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Etn. That's who he is. And Trevor Lawrence is the door. Trevor Lawrence is <laughs> not very, looking very good these days. Um, the worst thing that could happen to the Raiders, though, Alex, in all seriousness, is if you turn this thing around in the second half and you get to like five and twelve, and then you just keep Car, and then it just keeps going. Yeah. No, we'll finish the season off like strong. We'll keep car, draft mid table, and then just run it back. <laughs> They'll be like, McDaniel's won three of his last six. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. He figured it out. Yeah. yeah, he figured it out. Yeah. Oh man. 
I hope that doesn't happen for your sake. Cincinnati Bengals 42, Carolina Panthers 21. This was just a murder. This was a broad daylight murder. Joe Mixon had four touchdowns at the half. He finished with five. The Bengals walked up and down the field on the Panthers. P.J. Walker finished with negative passing yards. And you know it's bad when they're like, all right, like... Let's see what Baker can do in this second half. Like, let's give him the let's give him the pan and let's see if he can cook. So tough look. He did get three touchdowns. He'll probably start next week. The Panthers are the most poverty team in the league. The Bengals we have in the Frisk zone. They're five and four going into the bye. I would keep them there, but I wouldn't hate if somebody said they wanted to put them in the good. Does anybody want to do that? I wouldn't mind putting them in good. I know it's the Panthers, but like last week we were even saying the Panthers are bordering on unserious and they might be, like, not that bad with P.J. Washington. So, I mean, I think, like, we hate the Bengals, but I think we just kind of have to admit that they're a good team. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm okay with that. Alex, do you have a take? No, not really. I'd, I think I'd keep the Bengals in, in Frisk. If it was Alex up to, does not want to move anyone. If it was up to Alex, we'd have 18 teams in the Frisk. It would just be a duel. Yeah. Any given I Sunday. Love the frisk zone. <laughs> it should just be called the Alex zone. It's a pretty good it's a pretty good spot for you. You're like Niners can't move out. Not at all. Bengals, no. Dolphins, no. Okay, you just pin them all in there. I like it though. It's a good move for you. Um so they are moving. We had three votes for them in. I'm fine with that. I mean, I could see votes for either side. I think I know what they are. I think they beat up the bad teams and when they get a good one, they kinda struggle a little bit. I think I know that's what they are, but I don't know. Pretty good performance by them today, to say the least. The Panthers, though, good for them, dude. Brian Burns and DJ Moore, let them walk for free when they have the chance, and then just uh, don't worry about it. You'll replace them in the draft. It's okay. You guys can do it. Just don't. Just bring in another quarterback. Like get Tyler Huntley, and just use him. That that can be what you do. Indianapolis Colts three, Patriots twenty six. So bad that Matt Ryan might actually seriously get his job back. That's how <laughs> that's how bad that performance was by the Colts. So tough game. Well, I think Ellinger didn't have a completion in until like mid second quarter. <laughs> you got to respect Bill's ability to just belittle teenagers. He's like, all right, like I'm putting you in the torture zone. Like I'm absolutely <laughs> making you cry tonight. Respect to him, dude. He will absolutely wallop you when he gets the chance. I think he was sacked nine times and Uche had three and yep. Judon had three. Yeah, the Colts O-line might be, like, the real issue. It might not even be that, like, Matt Ryan could move. Yeah. Like, their their O-line might just be, like, terrible. How's Nelson? Is he healthy? Oh, he got... He played... He played... He got... Oh, my really? goodness. He, he got put in the washer. It'll oh, be on wow. gifts for years to come. He got absolutely bundled by... I, I, I think it was it. Judon, dude. It was ugly. But, I, I mean, the Patriots are in frisk. I think I'm good to keep him there. Alex... Would you be in favor of a Colts demotion from unserious to the poverty zone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's let's move some teams around. Yeah, I'm down to move the Colts. Let's go, Alex. <laughs> Alex wants to move teams. I'm gonna call them the C words from now on because I just like they don't deserve to have their actual name. Yeah, no, they don't. The C words. They suck. And the thing is, we've been moving them all the time. Un- poverty unserious unserious poverty poverty unserious next time they win i'm not falling for it i know what this team is they stink out loud yeah. and three five and one is a fitting record for them i think yeah there. if they we can make a deal with them though if they want to get out of poverty you start matt ryan give oh, yeah. him his job back put him back where he and belongs win. and then we can 
I don't care about the winning part. Just put him back there and we can talk. We can yeah. negotiate. And they should have, okay. they should have some ammo to do that considering they have to pay him $41 million next year. <laughs> they should want to get the franchise quarterback back under center. Yeah, and considering he's basically Stafford to the Rams, as reported by the show. That too. Credit to the show for that one. Last game, Eagles 29, Houston Texans 17. Oh, Al Michaels. Poor Al Michaels. Tough, tough showing this year for Thursday Night Football. Only thing I have to say in this one, I thought the Texans' red uniforms was a really good change, especially with the mm-hmm. red helmets. I think they should just wear those all the time. I agree. The red helmets go way harder than just the regular Navy ones. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are good. And they needed a change anyway. They needed to spice things up. Like, they're rebuilding. This is a good look for them. And credit to them, they covered. Owen was the only guy who picked them. So, good for you. Thank you. Yeah. That's all anybody has to say about that game. I think that's a fitting way to do it. Most people watch the World Series instead. Adam, the Cowboys run by, but they're looking at OBJ. He should be fully cleared to play by the weekend, but Jay Glazer was saying the Cowboys are deep, looking for him. We also had Cooper Cup posting the story of OBJ and then also Von Miller doing it, so it seems like he might be gearing closer to a decision. I mean, him to the Cowboys would literally be like gear fantasy, dude. I... Like, I think I would be the happiest person on planet Earth for a couple of days if that happened. So, yeah, I'm, I'm praying for it. I love OBJ. I just love OBJ. And I think he's a, like, I liked how they reported it. Like, Jerry was working the phones. He was trying to get DJ Moore, maybe some Claypool, but he couldn't do it. So he was like, all right, let me call up Odell and, like, let me get the hottest free agent on the market. Let me get him to Dallas, which I feel like OBJ is the type of guy who would love six months on with the star on his helmet. Like, that would be something he would like. Yeah, yeah, it's a good fit for him. It's definitely a good fit. He's kind of won the he's kind of won the year too because he could have signed with the with the uh, Rams. Rams, yeah. And now he's now he's like I'm sure he's not going to do that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like nah. <laughs> he almost signed long term with the Rams. Would have been slumming it out with Bones, dude, as the head coach. Yeah. yeah. So, good for him. Big dub. Where do you want to see him go, Alex? I feel like we've asked this question a hundred times, but where do you want to see him go? Um, I'm down for some Dallas. Just let's for Adam's go. sake. Like, let's, let's, let's get him go. to Dallas. Let's get him wearing the star. Mm-hmm. I'd buy an OBJ jersey so quick. Yeah. HK would... Wow. <laughs> Sick. I'm hoping for your sake. And also, I know that if he signed there, Adam would convince himself that, oh, this year's different. Like, the Cowboys in the playoffs, like, this is going to be different. We have OBJ now. I... I kind of already have, but yeah, that would that would add to it. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, just a reminder. No Michael Thomas, no Rashad Bateman for the rest of the season ahead of the uh, Saints-Ravens game tomorrow. I think it's going to be a good game. It's tonight from when you're hearing this most likely, but not much to say. I just wanted to shout out those two. Can injuries. I bring one more thing up for football? Go right ahead. Like, I know it was like a bye week for them, but I just want to like give Alex and Owen like another chance on like moving the 49ers to good. This is a great, I feel like, I feel like we like pretty obviously messed up and they're definitely good. And we're, we have them in frisk and they should not be in frisk. No, they're they're textbook frisk. (laughs) Absolutely. not. The more I think about it, you know, I tried. But like they're not a they're not a frisk team. No, Adam, I agreed with you last week. But the more I've been thinking about it, the more I think Owen and Alex are kind of right, dude. I've been really trying to rack my brain about this because we were getting tons of comments. Adam did post the helmets on the story, which was good because we got some people commenting on our ratings, and mostly everybody was saying 
you know, Niners, Niners should be, Niners aren't in the same division as the Durs. I know Ethan said that, you know, Niners should be in good. They shouldn't be there. But then I was really thinking about it and I was like, four and four, haven't really won on the road. This is kind of what they do. Like they go like nine and eight. And I think that this is a good place to zag where everybody else is zigging. So I kind of like it with you guys. But a like a, I feel like a large issue was the fact that their whole team was injured and now all the guys are kind of back and they look good. Well, here's like, the thing. Well, win some games. Yes. They did. No, they're four and four. Win some more. <laughs> they, they don't have any statement wins. Yes. Their, their, their statement win quotient is dangerously low for a move. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It's begging for a refill on the statement yeah. win quotient. So yeah. I it has some statement you. losses. It does. Absolutely. That it definitely does. So get a statement. Their net win. statement their net statement is bad. Yes. Minus two yeah. or minus three, really. Yeah. So get that back up and then you can see a demotion or a promotion. That's the biggest thing. Or a demotion. If they have another statement loss, they could go down to the unserious zone. You never know. That would be I mean, you never know. Things could happen. Stranger things have happened. Here's the other problem, though. We're not doing a show next week, and I don't want to do a moving day on a Wednesday with these helmets. So whatever we do right now, it's like it's set in stone for a little bit. So I like keeping them in frisk and riding out with that, and then we get the chance to make a bunch of adjustments on the next show. So that's good. Anything else you wanted to say in football for anybody? We'll move on. Astros won the World Series on. How are you hanging in? You didn't want to see this, but it did happen, and I think you kind of have to respect it. Yeah, I, I did. I, you know, I do respect it. I watched the 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 game six. I actually I was pretty locked in for the World Series. I watched it pretty pretty much most. I think almost every game. But yeah, I was watching game six. Um, and the, like the Astros are just, they are like a cut above every other team. They're so much better than everybody else. Um, I saw a video. Um, where this guy on TikTok basically broke down some of their international signings, and they probably spent a collective like hundred thousand to get like Christian Javier, Framber Valdez, Jose Altuve, Brian, Ab- or I think it's Brian Abreu. Yep. They got, um, I mean, all these guys they got for basically nothing. Luis Garcia from Venezuela they got for like five thousand dollars. So, just top to bottom, organization, player development, they are so much better and so much more advanced than everybody else in baseball. Um, and then you look at the core that they have, like you look at Jordan Alvarez is like 25. Their, their core is super young. Um, they're really good at locking guys up long-term um, when they see value. And so they're going to be like, I, I would bet you out of the next five world series, they're probably in four or five of them and they probably win three. Yeah. Like this is, this is like, it's an unbelievable team. Maybe the best that we will see in our lifetimes. They are pretty spectacular, and it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. Like you said, that core is pretty young. I did feel for Philadelphia because, I mean, those guys are kind of all in, like, the the end of their prime pretty much, it seems like to me at least, you know, like Schwarber and Castellanos and Harper. They might, you know, they still have a bunch of years left, I'm sure that, but it's not like they're going to be much better or they're not like it's not like this isn't the peak you know what i'm saying so to see them get that close and then you know they might have some trouble getting back so you don't ever want to see a team like that lose but houston was just overpowering there's really not much more you can say but this is like you know if, you, if you're a houston gm like sure or like a, a scout who works and gets all these guys like sure you could build like a dynasty but also if you keep doing that 
Like, I don't, I don't see how much more your like persona changes if you build that. Like, you've already won two. You've already been in all these ALCSs six in a row. Like, why wouldn't a team like the Yankees or the Red Sox just pounce and spend a bunch of money and just clean out their front office? Like, isn't that what you should do if you're one of those teams with this crazy money? That's what you should do, but I don't think that's what they are doing. That's why I thought it was so funny, like, personally as a Yankee hater, when they re-signed Cashman and Boone, is because they've been running with the same organization the same brass since like the late 90s and yeah it, it worked you know to win in 2009 but like this is we're 2022 and you haven't won really anything in a long time despite having the biggest payroll in baseball besides the Dodgers like every year so I don't know I think there's going to be I think eventually that is what they're going to have to do because this is just the Astros are inevitable but they just haven't done it yet like it'll it's just going to take some time yeah I think that's probably fair, but uh, I mean, these teams, like they keep Cashman around because they return positive money. Like they don't lose money. They make right. else. Yes. They get ticket revenue. Their owners aren't really like that into it. It seems like it's not like the boss is there anymore. So it's kind of a different yeah. feel with that team, which is why it's kind of good. I like it. It makes me, me very too. happy. Alex, I wanted to get your take before winners and losers, because you, you were the, you know, you were the boiler room guy on, on the last Drake album. But then on mm. this Drake album, your text made me laugh like out loud when I got your texts about the album. So you just want to give the people your opinion. I'm sure they would appreciate it. Um, yeah, I was driving back from work uh, early in the morning and thought I'd toss on some Drake. And it's like, you know, it just sounded like every like generic rapper that's out there with like the beats and 21 Savage. It wasn't original at all. Um, so... I don't know. I, I I'm not really a fan of the album. It's I like when rappers. I think the best albums are the most original ones. This one just sat, felt like uh, let's make quick like, you know I don't know how much they make how much money they make off these albums, but this felt like a let's inject some quick cash into our bank accounts and just like make like twenty tracks that all sound kind of the same. Um, I thought he was gonna do something with that remix of the Daft Punk thing, but then it just like turned into a regular beat again. Um, <laughs> and then the like. <laughs> it's like seven in the morning i'm driving back and all i can hear is like do your thing 21 do your thing like what that is some weird <laughs> shit i don't know why that made the cut and like who thought that was like a cool idea i just had some weird thoughts in my head while i heard drake dude like say that so, yeah not a fan of the album at all huge drop off from uh honestly never mind what are you giving it out of 10 like a four all right, Owen, your and turn. I, I know Owen strongly disagrees. Yes. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, he. Uh, my one of my winners this week was going to be Drake and Twenty One Savage because I I thought this was like his best album since. Honestly, probably since <laughs> probably since like uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Maybe like I really like this album because i'm a big 21 savage fan and like i thought the best album the best song maybe like one of the only good songs on honestly never mind was jimmy cooks um so this was like more of that and so i liked it so i'm giving it like a solid eight an audience with two different tastes i mean i I like it i like the variety adam did you want to spit a take here this is your boy i mean i'm like both of these guys i guess i'm the third take because i like the boiler room album and i also like this one Maybe a little less, but I'll, I'm giving this one like an eight, like going. Yeah, 
I'm giving it like a seven. I was okay with it. It was pretty good. But I did like Alex's take the most. That's why I spit to him first, which shout out to you. But winners, weekend winners and losers. Let's do it. And then let's get out of here. Owen, you want to go first? You are the leadoff king. Yeah. So I was going to say Drake because he kind of, I was disappointed in the first album. And then he came back and just dropped some heat. And the guy, say what you want about him and about the music, but he's the king of the internet. I knew that line with the 21, do your thing 21. Like I, it sounds corny, but I guarantee you he knew exactly what he was doing when he dropped it. Um, he knew it was going to be memed on the internet. So um, credit to him for just, he, he knows how to run the internet. So I respect that. One thing um, I did like about the album was I thought like the promotional thing was pretty sick where they like faked all those interviews. I thought that was pretty fire. Like the fake too. SNL performance, the fake uh, Stern interview. I thought it was fire. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, and then my second winner is Vlad Guerrero Jr. So Vlad Guerrero Jr., he was interviewed by this guy, Hector Gomez, who uh, is, he's a, basically like a Latin uh, baseball podcast talk show type thing. Um, and he was asking him about his favorite place to play. And he said, I like to play in New York. I like to kill the Yankees. I would never sign with the Yankees. And then they're like, oh, do you, would you ever think about signing with the Yankees? And he goes, no, I, I would uh, I would never sign with the Yankees. I'd die before I signed with the Yankees. So that got me fired up to 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 read and to listen to because Vlad is the face of the team, um, and he loves Toronto. Like you, I knew it before, but like this solidified it for me. This guy like loves playing for the Blue Jays, uh, and the fact that the organization hasn't like signed him for a twenty year deal annoys me because he should be getting they should be backing up the Brinks truck and giving him whatever he wants right now. I agree. It would be. It would make all, every fan very happy. I know that for sure. So I do hope they do it at some point. That would be yeah. the goal. But would you have this week, Alex, wins? Uh, in my win, um, Houston Astros related. Um, I love when uh, old, old, old tweets get uh, dug up. I'm sure <laughs> yeah, I think I, you saw what I retweeted. I, when I like and retweet, it's a banger. So um, <laughs> it's from 2016, August 1st. Uh, it's from the Dodgers Twitter. Um, it says the Dodgers today acquired right-handed uh, reliever Josh Fields from the Astros in exchange for minor league first baseman Jordan Alvarez. Um, so, I mean, not really much to say there, but just f- phenomenal job by the Astros. Owen Owen mentioned a lot of the uh, unbelievable things they've been doing um, the last few years to craft such a such a well-run organization. Um, so, yeah, I. I it, it's a crazy tweet to read. Just seeing Jordan Alvarez there as a minor league first baseman, like, pff, wow, just great, great job. I do love old tweet Alex. One of my favorite I Alex's out tweets. there. He's he's an absolute beast in the old tweet game, so shout out to him. My winners this week, my first winner is the Lakers. I'm trying to make the Lakers a winner for me every weekend. I'm trying to find a way to spin zone it. It's like a little challenge to myself. So it was hard this week. They did lose two games. They lost by 20 to the Jazz. LeBron had a stomach bug. They lost to the Cavaliers today, and Anthony Davis rejected to talk to the media. But the win for the Lakers and why they're winners, Anthony Davis on Friday says that he knows that teams around the league are, quote, scared to play us. So at least there's that. At least they know when teams come in, they're terrified to play the Lakers. So shout out to them. That's a big step. And the second winner, my brain. I have a new idea that I wanted to spin by you guys. I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed my extra hour of sleep this weekend. I really enjoyed it. Alex, I know you had a conflicting experience if you want to tell the people about it. 
<laughs> yeah, I work night shifts for those who uh, don't know. Not all the time, but uh, this one happened to be a night shift. And uh, yeah, it was tough. I, You see the 159, just go back to one. And you're like, damn, like starting over again. Um, so, but yeah, it, it was, it was all right. Definitely. Uh, I wish I was on the other side of that, enjoying the extra hour of sleep, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you boys got to enjoy it today. Thank you. And I, it really impacted me. Like it made me very happy. So I want to do one every weekend, but I know that's not possible because of the, uh, because of the sun obviously so yeah. here was my idea in my own little planet i would do one week you get the extra hour the next week you lose the extra hour then it's like always balancing out but it's always on rotation so like there's always something going on this would help for two things one not like no week would feel the same as the previous week there would be a distinct difference between i'm rested or i'm not rested and then you have a built-in excuse if you have like poor job performance if it's a week where you lose the hour it's like oh, i wasn't able to catch up like I'll get him next week when I get my extra extra rest. So I think this would work out actually pretty good because it would give people something to look forward to. And then another part of this, you could market it. Like a bar could be like, oh, the lost hour, 1 a.m., like free drinks for the lost hour, like like come to the club. Like I think that this could work out well. Money, revenue, and then, you know, mental health profit. So I think it's a pretty good idea both Vote ways. Vote Phil for mayor. Yes. I love this permanent permanent daylight savings let's go I don't know any disagreements not at all no no great idea thank you I'm really glad I got full support there what do you have in the L's this week Owen I just have one loser this week uh, and it's Kyrie Irving uh, I'm good not going to get too much good into pick. the political uh, you know components here I guess it's kind of inevitable basically for a week straight Every interview, like every media appearance, he was asked by reporters, like, just like, are you anti-Semitic? Like, just let us like, yes or no. Just like clear it up for the people. Uh, and he just, he couldn't do it. Couldn't bring himself to do it. Uh, it was always, you know, well, are you anti-Semitic type stuff? Like, well, let me ask you a question. Like, <laughs> what do you think about this? Um, and so he basically failed to do it to, to basically confirm whether he was anti-Semitic or not. Um, and so the Nets suspended him uh, and they gave him basically six things that he has to comply with to rejoin the team. Uh, and it's apologize and condemn the movie, 500,000 donation to anti-hate causes, sensitivity training, anti-Semitic training, which I'm assuming means anti-anti-Semitic training. Yeah. Okay. He has to meet with the Anti-Defamation League and like Jewish leaders, and then he has to meet with the Nets owner to, to discuss what he learned. Um, so I just think this is so funny because Kyrie Irving likes to think he's like this really smart guy he's like elevated he's like got this higher consciousness that's like almost above the human like the human plane um and so i just think it's so funny because now he has like a homework assignment yeah. i think they're like you have to like here's the, you got assignment you have to check off all these requirements and then submit it and then we'll the ta is going to review it and we'll let you know if you need to like make any changes before the final submission and then we'll let you play again so i just think this is such a good way to deal with it um i think he's a loser because He's just an idiot. He's a stupid person. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to elaborate on that one. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh. I do like how they gave him a checklist to like being like considered a decent human, possibly. <laughs> yeah. It's like you yeah. gotta get all this done and then maybe we'll consider it. I think he's played his last game in the NBA. I think he's just done. Like I'm kinda done with him. I think no team would even go near him. 
And he's not even like the juice is worth the squeeze anymore with the way he plays defense or the way he... I mean, it's just not worth it. Like, who would want this guy around them? The guy just sucks as a person. I, I have no respect for him. I don't know anybody who does. And I, I have a take here. I don't think he's getting past step one because I think it's against his nature to apologize or say that he's wrong. I don't think he that's like a non-starter for him. I don't so. hate the take. I believe he already has apologized because his money, okay. his okay. money started to go. But True. His, his donation did get rejected. We'll edit that out. The ADLC oh, did reject the money. They said you haven't learned anything, so don't get. We don't want your money. It's not good enough for us. Which good for them, dude. That's how you should handle it. So yeah. Yeah. Would you have any L's this week, Alex? Um, I had some random family. Um, I'm not really sure, like you know, <laughs> okay. what their name is, where they're from. <laughs> All it, it says could be is you. family turns beloved dead golden retriever into a rug. Um, oh, what? oh, geez. That is just so wrong in so many ways. Um, I mean, obviously you grow attached to like that pet and everything and like to see it like deformed and into a rug. Like what? Um, just... I think that's like a massive L and I don't know why anyone in the right mind would ever think that's a good idea. That is just so wrong. There's like pictures of it too. It's super weird and creepy. Ugh. Like give the pet some respect. Like what you, like, do you walk on it now? Like what? Like that's just so weird. I don't get it. That's messed kinda, up. That is messed up. Good loser though. Really good. Yeah. Pick. That's a big time loser. <laughs> that's that's really strong selection. I have two losers this week. My first loser is the Canucks. I did send this to Alex, but uh, Kevin Bieksa signed a one-day contract to retire with the Canucks. Now, if you're not a hockey fan, which I know neither of you are, I'm going to try to explain this to you. He was on, like, the best team in franchise history, but they didn't win anything. But he was there for, like, a pretty sizable amount of time. So picture, like, if the Chiefs never won a Super Bowl, just picture Miko Hardman. That's Kevin Bieksa, okay? So that's what I want you to picture. He retires. One-day deal with the Canucks. Mind you, he hasn't played in the NHL in, like, seven years. He retires. They're like, all right, we're going to bring you out for the game. And he comes out to get honored in full uniform. Skates, stick, gloves, jersey, pants, socks. Like, he's wearing everything. Helmet, everything. He He goes and does a lap around the ice. Like, he's Wayne Gretzky. Like, he's, like, raising his stick. Like, yep. Like, thank you. Thank you, Vancouver. And then the coup de gras, they make a guy from the Ducks come over to do a ceremonial face-off against Kevin Bieksa. They bring, they bring a guy to center, and they have, like, Kevin Bieksa's daughter come out, drop the puck, and Kevin Bieksa, like, pretends to be a tough guy, like, wins the face-off right back and then laughs it up, and then he does his lap around the ice. Like, he's Mario Lemieux. So, pretty good what? stuff. They really they made him look like Joe Montana, and, like, honestly, he had the career of, like, Tommy Tremble. So, shout-out to Kevin Bieksa on getting his number retired. Really good stuff. Way to go, Canucks. I know Alex was all over this, too. <laughs> Yeah, that was super weird. I didn't know like whose idea that was. Like, it was his. It, it was definitely his. <laughs> well, it was clearly his. He was clearly <laughs> pushing it pretty hard because like they did nothing close for the Sedins or anybody. And this guy's not making the Hockey Hall of Fame, I believe. So no chance. Um, no chance. So yeah, it was really weird. And not only that, but um, he was also like participating in their practice before the game too. And it was like he's like skating. <laughs> like he he was in like full on drills. Um, it was really, really weird. Like he was straight up like in the drills. So I think it was kind of a distraction for the team. I think the Canucks won like eight, three though. So luckily they won, but like 
you could see Bruce Boudreaux, their head coach, was kind of like, "Hey, like you can, you can get out of here now. Like, this is yeah, like, <laughs> like, go, like go back to the locker room. Like, we're trying to practice here. So yeah, it was weird. Very weird situation. That's just what happens when you're a notorious loser franchise. It's just how it goes. The only other loser I had, his name's Quashawn Burton, regular New York guy. I saw this story on Friday. Went to Disney for his vacation, so he's in line at the Animal Kingdom. You can picture yourself as him in line at the Animal Kingdom waiting to do some rides. Now, here's some fun facts about Quashawn. Actually, not a great guy. Been on the run from New York cops since he stole 150 grand in COVID relief money. So not really a great guy. But he's in line at the Animal Kingdom. Guess who else is in line at the Animal Kingdom? The very same cop who filed the complaint against him. Also in line at the Animal Kingdom. He's there on vacation from New York City. He's arrested at Animal Kingdom. Now he's in jail in New York waiting trial. So tough for him. He was on the run for a year. And then tough bit of luck. He just get parked in with the cop at the Animal Kingdom. That's a tough way to go out. Yeah. <laughs> One minute you're excited for the rides. You're like, what should I get to eat? And then bang. Tough scene, Kashan, man. I mean, he got kind of deserved it. Did deserve it. Tough scene, though. Tough scene. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Actually, some of us won't. No Alex, no Owen. We're all some of us be- might be there. Some of us might be undetermined. There. We'll see. TBD. Uh, game TBD. time decision. Game time. Oh, you're. It's coming down to the wire. It's coming down to the wire. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll be hot on the tails of that one. But either way, we're getting a pod. Either way, there's a picks pod. That's all you need to know, and then there's not one a week from now. But, Owen, you're not going to talk to people for a week, so is there anything you want to get out there, any, any memo you want to send? Or do you want to chew on that bone and we can come back to you? Yeah, I'll chew, I'll, I'll chew on that bone a little bit. All right, all right. I mentioned this, I think, to Owen, but our boy Nick Edwards is going to come on to preview the World Cup in a couple weeks. Alex doesn't know this. So I sent him a text. Wow, so like, you, cut, you cut Sedge? No, Sedge he... is coming too. Oh, bad. We're going to do double. But I, I messaged Nick Edwards like, hey, dude, like, would you want to do the pod like for uh for the World Cup preview? And he goes, yeah, dude, sounds good. When should I fly back? And I was like, Nick, I, you're not flying back for a World Cup wow. preview. Zoom is Zoom is very prevalent. You can just hop in. What a feast. Different breed. Different breed. So anyway, the Thursday show is going to be sounding good. We'll be, ba- we'll be off the show after that, and then we'll be back to picks after that. So just so the people know. But yeah. Good show, 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. I like the double lie down episode. Not bad. It's good. It's nice. I'm like half sitting. Well, I like scooting lower down throughout. I mean, it is Adam's. It has long been his dream to do a podcast laying down. He's tried to do it about six times over the course of the time in the studio. So I'm glad he finally got (laughs) to knock one off. Well, anyway, we'll be back Thursday morning. Have a good start to your week.